Well, good morning again, and happy Father's Day to all the dads. And if you're new to the Lighthouse or just catching this message online or maybe even on TV or on our podcast, we are closing in on the grand opening of a new church. We merged three churches into one, which is no small uh, feat or task. And uh, we sold or are selling all three properties, and we're starting brand new on a new location with a new building and a new season of ministry for Jesus here on Graham and Ann. And so with the completion of the new building approaching, we started a series in the book of Ephesians to prepare us for where God is leading us as a church. And many times in this series, we, uh, it, it just seemed many times in the series like God had put us right on the, the right text for the right Sunday, exactly where we needed to be talking about the things that we needed to be talking about as we prepared as a church and as individuals for what's next for us next season of ministry here on Graham and Ann. And so here I am with two sermons left to preach, one today and one next Sunday. And the two texts that I have left to preach as pastor of the Lighthouse Church, both of these texts are about how to be the light for Jesus. What a coincidence. And so you think about God lining that up and leading us to Ephesians and the way that the, the text just fell for us, and then here we are talking about the light. And I, I kind of think God's hand is in that. And uh, so as I prepared this week, I, I just kept laughing at God and his sense of humor and, and, and just the way, like, just, Lord, the way that you bring these things together. None of us could have, if we tried to plan that, it never would have it never would have, we would have been off by four years. It never would have happened. So Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to read today verses 6 through 14. Ephesians 5 verse 6. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. I'm going to repeat that. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper. Rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. 
Many times in this series, we've noticed how Paul uses comparison to illustrate who we were before Jesus and who we are now. You once were, sorry, I always point to this side of the church. You, <laughs> you, you once were, but you now are. The old garment and the new. Death and life, darkness and light. And these are not subtle tweaks that, uh, you know, that you or others might not even notice. God is calling us, Paul is reminding us and encouraging us to get all of Jesus that we can possibly get. Get all of the Holy Spirit that you can get. Get as far away from your old life as you can possibly get and, and grow as much in your new life as you can possibly grow. Not a, not a subtle tweak. This should be a, as, as radical a difference as dark and light. Nothing good grows in the dark. Maybe a mushroom, right? But you are not meant to be a mushroom. Psalm chapter 1 calls you a tree that is planted by the riverbank bearing fruit in each season. And even the plants have the ability to turn and face the sun, don't they? Right? Light is life and darkness is death. So if you don't get anything else this morning, don't be a shroom. Okay? Nothing good grows in the dark. Now, if Paul's words of light and darkness, day and night, if those words remind you of creation... That's not by accident. The light of Jesus is strung throughout the Bible by the hand of God. I uh, recently strung some lights on the back of our building and almost lost my salvation many times. <laughs> my, my spiritual life, my spiritual destiny was clinging to my Baptist roots and there might have been a little Clint coming out at times. <laughs> but the light, the light of Jesus is strung throughout Scripture by the hand of God. This book right here is a light unto our path, a lamp unto our feet. The light of Jesus is on every page of Scripture. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And we're going to go through the whole Bible. We're going to be here about a week. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And then, then he separated the light from the darkness. Now, if we get to watch God's home movies in heaven, I want to watch that one. Right? I mean, if we get to replay stuff in heaven, like, give me some popcorn, and I want to watch when the Spirit of God hovered over the darkness 
And God said, let there be light. The voice of God speaking into the darkness, the first dawn of light breaking into the darkness, the dark dispelling as God separated the two, you in your corner and you over there in your corner. He separates the two. And from the very beginning of this book, from the very beginning, we see the nature of God, a good creator who brings order into our chaos. His spirit active, going before and hovering over the places where God wants to speak and move. His spirit still hovers over the places where he wants to speak and move, where he wants to bring light into the darkness. God is light, and God brings light and from the very beginning, we learn that the darkness has no power over the light. Darkness cannot resist it. Light, by its very nature, is irresistible. It cannot be resisted. It will find its way into every crevice, every crack, every opportunity. The light that we enjoy, is, it's the same light. We're not making any new light. It's the same light. Earth in our atmosphere, our sun, water, skies, uh, life itself is not some cosmic collision of coincidences. I'm going to repeat that. Earth, the sun, life itself, water, everything that we have, you existing today is not the result of some cosmic collision of coincidences. God spoke the light into existence, and he saw that it was good. Continuing on in the Old Testament, he was the light in the tabernacle that would never go out, the oil in our lamps, the pillar of fire guiding Israel from bondage to freedom. That's another one. That's another home movie I'd love to see. God as a pillar of fire leading the way. See, promises are fulfilled when we follow his light. At the beginning of Job's book, Job is hopelessly looking for the light, and he can't find it anywhere. Job is just, all I see is darkness, nothing is good, it's all awful, it's terrible, blah, blah, blah. That's Job at the beginning of his book. By the end of Job's book, 33 verse 28, he declares, God rescued me from the grave. And now my life is filled with light. That's who God is. That's what God does. It's never too dark. The darkness cannot resist the light of God. If you're awake, say amen. If you're not awake, have a good snooze. It's okay. You had a hard week. In Psalms, in the book of Psalms, Jesus is a light in my salvation, so why should I be afraid? Psalm 56 describes him as a life-giving light. Happy are those who walk in the light of your presence. He's dressed in a robe of light in Psalm 104, stretching out the starry heavens. His word is a lamp to guide our feet and a light for our path. Psalm 119, 130, the teaching 
of your word gives light. That's 119.130. The teaching of your word gives light. Isaiah called the people to come and walk in the light of the Lord. In chapter 9, Isaiah prophesied about Jesus, and he said this. He said, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. The Lord, the light of Israel, will be a fire. The Holy One will be a flame. Isaiah 58.10 says, listen to this one. Isaiah 58.10, feed the hungry, help those in trouble, then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. Isn't that a great text? Isaiah, again, speaking about heaven, said this, No longer will you need the sun to shine by day, nor the moon to give its light by night in heaven. For the Lord your God will be your everlasting light. Your God will be your glory. In Micah, he is the light of forgiveness and restoration. When Matthew starts to tell us the story of Jesus in the New Testament, he repeats Isaiah's words, and Matthew says, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, like the light is here. What Isaiah said somewhere between six and 700 years earlier, Matthew says, there he is. The light has, the light has come. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. Standing on a hillside in Galilee, with thousands listening to his teaching like they have never heard before, Jesus said to us, Jesus pointed to the crowd, and he said, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, said Jesus, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. In John's gospel, John intentionally mirrored the creation story. If you open Genesis 1 and open John chapter 1, read them both back to back, John intentionally mirrors the creation story the story of Jesus. And so we have the creation and the incarnation, which is the, the birth of Jesus, the incarnation, two times when God spoke and sent his light into the darkness. John says, in the beginning, does that sound familiar? John says, in the beginning, the word already existed. That's the word with a capital W. The Word was with God. The Word was God. God created everything through Him. Nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created. And His life, this is Jesus, brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness. Darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light, the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Wow. In John chapter 8, Jesus declared, I am. 
the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus is the light that leads to life. John chapter 12, walk in the light. Put your trust in the light. Become children of the light. 1246, I've come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Jesus appeared as a, as a light from heaven to the apostle Paul, right? Peter was in prison and a bright light appeared in the cell to rescue him. And Paul described us as fragile uh, clay jars holding this light within us. In Ephesians 1 verse 18, Paul prayed that our hearts would be flooded with light. 1 John 1 7, live in the light as God is in the light, having fellowship with each other. And then, like a bookend, Revelation chapter 21 verse 23, the city, which is heaven, has no need of sun or moon. For the glory of God illuminates the city, and the Lamb is its light. Jesus is the light of the world. Now, you chose the name of your church by ballot. There were several names, and you voted. And uh, the, the name Lighthouse won by ballot. But I think there's more to it than that. I think it is your God-given call, God calling to be a place of light on this island, a house of light. You have, Lighthouse Church, I've only got two more Sundays to say this stuff to you. You have the light of creation in you. It's an awesome thought. When we read Chapter 1, verse 1 of Genesis, God spoke his light into creation. And then, and then John said that that light is Jesus, and you have that light in you. You are like glow sticks. You know how to make a glow stick glow? You got to break it. You got to crack it. We're all a little cracked. Paul said we're like fragile clay. We're like... We're like cracked clay pots. You break them. You crack them. I mean, we've gone through some stuff. Amen? Been there. Done that. You have, as a church, you have um, truth. The truth of Jesus in our preaching and in our worship. We lift Jesus high every week. There's no doubt about it. Right? Right? We're focused on Jesus in everything that we do. The children right now and on Tuesday nights are learning about Jesus, God's word, and what it means to follow him with their whole lives. That's, that's don't take that for granted. I know you don't. Um, the teens with Pastor Adam are learning who Jesus is, how we got God's word, and why this matters more than anything. When we designed the new building, some people asked, well, why doesn't it look like a lighthouse? And um, 
Don't worry. When you drive by there on a Tuesday night this fall, and the yard is full of cars, and the place is lit up, and you see all these children and young families pouring into that building, it will look like a lighthouse. It'll look like a lighthouse. Let's look at verse 8 again. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord, so live as people of light. When I took my kayak course uh, about a week ago, the instructor tried to kill me several times. And one of the things that, that Ryan said was that you don't know what you don't know. And, and, and that's true. Like, you don't know what you don't know until you know. And spiritually speaking, like, you don't know the difference between living in the dark and living in the light until you know. Like, you don't know that, right, until you know. And then when you know, you, then you know, right? But you don't know until you know. It's, it's just one of, those, one of those things. Many people are spiritually in the dark and don't know it. Good people, maybe even church people. Are we, are anybody out there? You still there? Um, these folks in Ephesus, they now have, they once were, but they now have light from the Lord. It means, it means that they heard about Jesus and they believed in the crucifixion, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. And more than likely, all of them were baptized in their new faith, filled with the Holy Spirit. And now they are, they're changing, they're growing, and they're learning and living in these new lives of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. They know now what they didn't know then, that the light is Jesus. His light is truth for a confused world. It is hope for a lost world. It is mercy instead of judgment and grace instead of penalty. His light is presence to the lonely, comfort to the afraid, peace in the storm, a light when we've lost our way. His light is compassion for the broken, shelter for the orphan, care for the widow. It's the light of Jesus that shows us our sins and loves us to repentance and forgiveness. It leads us to pray for others, seeing their needs and responding with the light the light of God has never been extinguished. When the world was at its darkest, you could still find the light of God burning in the hearts of his children. No, no amount of evil has ever been able to extinguish the light of, 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 of Christ in people's hearts and people's lives. He is a living light. His presence is real. His promises are true. His word never fails. His love never ends. He is the light of the world. His name is Jesus. Verse 9, for this light within you produces only, I mean, if you're highlighting in your text, that's the word to highlight right there, produces only what is good and right and true. The light of, of Christ is here right now. If we believe what we believe, He's here right now. 
and his spirit is, is on us and over us. And uh, you're, you, are, you are underneath right now the light of God. You're basically a grow-up. <laughs> a very productive grow-up. And you have, we have, the stuff that, that people need. Paul says the light, this light produces only what is what is good and right and true. The light of Jesus on you and in you and over you produces in us and out of us only what is good and right and true. If it comes out of you and it's not good and it's not right and it's not true, it's not from God. Run your decisions through this filter. Is it, is it good? Is it right? Is it true? What am I about to do? What am I about to say? What am I about to think? How am I about to respond? Is it good? Is it right? Is it true? As a church, same, same for us as a church, there are a lot of things that a church can do, but we have to ask ourselves, whatever we're doing as a church, is it good? Is it right? Is it, is it true? The end of verse 14, Paul said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. And uh, we're not sure. He, he, he uses it as a quote. He says, you know, it's... it's um, like he's quoting something. We don't know who he was quoting. <laughs> uh, it could have been uh, a summary of sorts of several things that Isaiah said. It, it kind of echoes Isaiah. It could have been a modern a hymn at the time that they were singing, and Paul would have referenced a song that was familiar to all of them, like us quoting Chris Tomlin or something. Uh, it could have been something like that. We don't really know. But either way, this awake, O sleeper. Huh? Awake, O sleeper. Wouldn't it be awesome? I, I, wouldn't it be awesome to see the church awakened on Graham and Ann? It would be awesome. And I, look, I hesitate. Like, I'm not trying to say that you're, all, that you're asleep. You're not. You've been a wonderful church the last four years. You're not dead. You're not asleep. You're, you're, you're awake. You're alert. You're ready to go. But there have been seasons, like we look at, at history on Graham and Ann, there have been seasons when the church has been rocking and people have been getting saved and lives have been being changed and miracles have been happening. And, and, and wouldn't we all love to see, you know, us get back into that kind, of a, that kind of a season? Paul wanted us to see the full resurrecting power of the light. Awake, O oh sleeper, rise up. From the grave, and Christ will give you light. Salvation is not a, a band-aid on a boo-boo. Salvation is eternal rescue from death to light to life. You were dead, and he raised you from the dead, and now you are alive. You didn't have a before Jesus, you didn't have a spiritual sniffle. You were dead. And just like he did at creation. God's Spirit hovers over us, and when God speaks light 
into your life, you are made new. This is who God is. This is what God does. If you don't hear anything else this morning, please hear this, this next sentence. There is no situation or circumstance in this room that cannot be raised to life in the light of Jesus. My prayer for the Lighthouse Church is that God would raise you up like never before. <laughs> the light, the Lighthouse Church, a house of light for Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And uh, I just thank you, God, again for your hand of providence that, that uh, led us to this text on this day, it's just, there's just no way we could do it any better. And uh, so I thank you for that. And uh, I thank you for how you're working and speaking. And I, I felt, Lord, when we read those last words, awake, O sleeper, that, that your spirit just started moving and speaking and nudging and, and uh, whatever else. Uh, there's something there. For us to hear and so help us to respond to you with with courage and humility and uh, whatever else we need to do we we, we just want um, to be obedient to you we want you to be lifted high we want you to be glorified we want uh, people who are in darkness to, to see you uh, we want to be a church that that isn't about itself, it's about others, and it's about Jesus, and, and we just want to, uh, we just want to beam your light uh, to the best of our ability. Help us to love others to the best of our ability, that they might see the light of Jesus in us. So I thank you, God, again, for the good people of the Lighthouse Church, and um, I pray for them. I know you're with them, and uh, just be with us all in this this season of transition that we're in the next two or three weeks. Um, and uh, go with us now this afternoon, wherever we go, whatever we do, may, may you be glorified. We ask in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen.